Welcome everybody to Phone Show Chat Podcast 734, recording this on 4th of February 2023. I'm Steve Litchfield in Berkshire in the UK. Uh, higher up in the UK in North Wales, I've got Ted Salmon. Very, very rainy North Wales for some bizarre reason. It just started to come down, so if you can hear that, apologies. Um, but yes, hello from North Wales. Yes, and I gather from somewhere far, far west of here, we have guest Simon Nichols. Hi Simon, where are you exactly? Hi, um live in Snostall in Cornwall, the West Country. Yeah, how's it, how's the weather down there? Yeah, we've got a little bit of rain, but it's not too bad at the moment. Yeah, roughly how old are you and what do you do for a living? I'm 46. I'm a civil servant for a local authority. Okay, so he's a, a PSC virgin, but we've, we, we've he knows what to expect. I think you've been listening to us for quite a long time, haven't oh, you? From the very beginning, I think, we're all but... <laughs> <laughs> PSC number one. What was that? 2018. 1842, that was. Hey. <laughs> what, 6.42 <laughs> in the evening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, show notes at Ted's at com. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Um, Simon, where can people find you online normally? I'm a bit like everybody else that comes on MeWe, really. Is only, but I don't really do Twitter or Facebook. Um, MeWe seems to be a nice place to hang out. Uh, MeWe will be the last one standing. You bet. You watch Ted, the Facebook yeah. and Instagram and Twitter. They're all going to fade away, and MeWe will be the last one. And we'll, be, we'll have to say we've been there since the start. Yeah, they, they don't have to work. They don't have to worry about charging for APIs out either, do they? They, they just say no one else is doing it. Use our client. <laughs> yeah, and presumably there are people like you who are paying a small amount and keeping MeWe go just on uh, monthly subscriptions. I do. I, I move those contributions from people who chip into my coffee pot and yeah. I pay them about £4 a month or something. I feel as though <laughs> I get a huge amount of mileage out of it and so does PSC and we ought to chip in for them. Yeah, £4 a month should keep a social network going, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just a favour, if you have been listening to PSC for a long time, want to uh, say thank you. Never mind affiliate links, we love those too. Never mind donations, we love those. But have you got a blog or any kind of social presence, then put a few links in. You know, link across to either my blog, Steve Litchfield's Rants, Raves and Reviews, or Ted's Salma Gundy, because all these links, then Google then stacks them up and gives us extra extra highlighting, and we may get more visits, more views, and more social love. So please link to the R2 blogs. We'll put those again in the show notes. The S23 from Samsung, 23 Plus, S23 Ultra have been launched, Ted, as heavily leaked, not very much that wasn't leaked, I'm finding it hard to generate much enthusiasm for the kind of kind of iterative models, but I have tried Samsung PR, and hopefully they'll send something across in due course. Yeah, they they look very much like last year's models, which probably doesn't help. But but then some people are saying that's good because you know don't if it yeah, yeah. ain't break broke don't fix it kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's not very much excitement to to talk about really, is there? It's it's all an, an evolution. Um, I, I was expecting at least them to jump on the bandwagon of um, super fast charging, which everyone else is doing. But, but you know, once bitten, twice shy, maybe with Samsung, they're, they're, they're being very yeah. cagey about that. Um, but yeah, laying aside anything else, I was kind of expecting that. They have jumped on board with the 200 megapixel camera um, thing. So we'll see how that performs in due course, particularly, as you say, if they send us one. Yes, it's interesting, Ted, that the, the biggest phone manufacturers in the world, so let's just say Apple and Samsung for now, neither of them have gone in remotely near the, the super-fast charging route. Does, doesn't that tell you something, yeah. that the super-fast charging is either very immature or potentially has a downside down the line? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, we we haven't seen the the net result of that, have we? That yeah. you know, it could be that in two years' time, any device that's got that super fast charging is knackered, and you know, then Samsung and Apple um, and and Google, I suppose, will sit there and say, "Wow, we were the ones that were wisely <laughs> cagey." Yeah. But, so, yeah. yeah. Simon, any thoughts on fast charging or the new Samsungs? I've seen a couple of short videos on the S23. You know, some of the American YouTubers have had them early. Um, it looks all but identical to the 22 from what I've seen. Uh, Samsung, not my favourite brand, if I'm being honest. But uh, yeah, fast charging. I it does definitely has some you know advantages and whatnot. I'm. Yeah. I'm an overnight guy, to be fair. I, I can phone generally last all day, so I don't have to. The 30 watt charge that comes with the iPad is quick enough if I do need a bit more charging. Yeah, but, but I tend to do that as well. Is I've got this super fast charging Motorola, 125 watts. And apart from watching it do its magic, it sits on my overnight charger and charges at like 10 watts. And it's perfectly good enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were talking last week, Ted, uh, from... Um, Android 14 and how it's got restrictions on the applications you can install and yeah. you were poo-pooing it but it turns out I was right but don't, not to worry because it is, is indeed insanely complicated and what we're going to do is Malcolm Bryant's chipped in I'll just read what he has to say he says there were also some restrictions added in Android 13 giving an error message when side-loading non-Play Store apps unless the user gives an additional additional permission that's what you were thinking of Ted I agree, he says it is very confusing, even for developers. So what we've done, we've got booked Malcolm back in as a guest. He's going to join us in April. And by then, Ted, we may even have the first, certainly the developer beta of Android 14, and he can give us chapter and verse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it was a bit confusing. Thank you for putting us right, Malcolm. The <laughs> current the current changes are different to the ones I was thinking that that was about. But yeah, we'll look forward to hearing your take on all of this in April. Google changing things. I can't believe it, Ted. They're normally a company that just keeps everything the same year after year. Yeah. Um, a bit of meta weirdness for me. This is a very brief. In case people follow me on Instagram, I have to give this story. Instagram started telling me in the week after an app update on Android that my account had been deactivated because of breaching their terms and conditions. Have I been hacked? I went through the whole disagree with suspension dialogues and holding up post-it notes with an authentication code on. And then you had to upload a selfie. What a faff. I almost thought I was being hacked. And if they'd asked for anything financial or confidential and I was out of there, um, then I was waiting for reactivation. And sorely tempted to say to screw it to Instagram and Facebook, neither of which I really like anyway. Yay. It's, Yay. It's, only the, it's only the thought of someone <laughs> pretending to be me on either that keeps my account alive, really. I had no idea what triggered it. Anyway, I, I, I thought well, maybe it's my Instagram password was only nine characters. Maybe it's part of a data leak. Anyway, um, I... I made a new account, a brand new account, and I got blocked within an hour. Um, I've, I'm obviously on some some blacklist somewhere at Facebook within their corporate hierarchy. I am there as, as a, bla a bad guy, and they're not letting me on back on Instagram. My Facebook account is still alive, but I have deleted the Facebook account in petulance. I thought, there, I'm not having any of your apps on my on my phone. There we are. It's your uh, criminal record. That's what it is. Yeah, it's all coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I basically I hadn't posted on Instagram for for years. I, I literally hadn't posted anything. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe their yeah, their yeah. guidelines. I you that's have to post regularly, or else we kick you off. It's very strange. Have you got an Instagram account, uh, uh, um, Simon? I do. Yeah, but to be fair, it's uh, I I probably haven't logged in that long. It's 
probably been deactivated to, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. It's, that's very yeah. little interest to me. Yeah, so I, I, my posting on Twitter about it, I did get several other people sympathising and saying their accounts have been deleted and they all got going off Facebook and Instagram right, left and centre. It's only a shame that WhatsApp, which I do quite like, is owned by Facebook, but I think they run up WhatsApp as a separate company because it doesn't seem to have changed much. They still share the data, I assure you. Yeah. And it's all, it's all under the meta. the meta umbrella. I've told you before, stick with me, we. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on then with you simon um you, you say you've been with us for years um i have back in the notes you put back when ted had an hdc desire i guess that dates it 2010 or so yeah yeah if not before i think but yeah that's i definitely remember him having that you were the <laughs> you were the world's biggest hdc desire fan ted i was and i did that was the only time i ever ever did a a, a phone show in collusion with you I put the, the desire up against the the Android the um the, the the Nexus One, and I think that's probably the video that you refer to, Simon. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, definitely. So if, you want to see, if you want to see what Ted looked like in in 2010, then go back. <laughs> I don't know whether you want to put a link to the show. It's probably possibly not Ted, and we respect no, your no. privacy. <laughs> um, in your smartphone history, I'll just jump ahead slightly. Um, let's let's jump into about 2010 ish, Simon. You were on yep. iPhone 4 and then 5. So take us through your thoughts on the iPhone 4 and then th- why you switched platform after that. Really enjoyed it, to be fair. Uh, brilliant phone. Had that for a year or so. Went on to the 5 when it came out. And again, enjoyed that. But I was very curious with Android. So And you know, obviously the, the 5 had quite a small little 4-inch screen, I think, from memory. Yeah. yeah. I went straight over to, I think I went to a Galaxy Nexus that was one of my favourite phones of all time. That was. Did you have the? Was that the Nexus One? Because that was basically the same phone as the HTC's Desire, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a Samsung, wasn't it? Oh no, there's, yeah, that, there was there's a Samsung. Oh, yes, you're quite right. The Galaxy, mm. the Nexus yeah, the One Galaxy was like HTC, and then the Galaxy Nexus was Samsung. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, was a little slightly curved screen. I love, I love that yeah. phone. I, I had that for well past its best. Um, trying to think what one. Yeah, good, good phone, and I was stuck on Android then for. Good few years going going through all different makes and manufacturers to try some HCCs. Enjoyed them, especially the one M seven. That was a good phone. Brilliant speakers. The number of phones you've listed in the show notes divided by the number of years since then. I yeah, reckon you were, I, I reckon you were changing phones about every four months. Yeah, I had a period of, of doing a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like yourselves, you you get an itch. Oh, something new comes comes around the corner. Well, that looks tempting, and at the time, your funds were a bit more readily available and. You pulled the trigger and I see, I went see on to latest and greatest at the time. I see you've noticed uh, some some BlackBerry Ten devices that um, with so very quite I a love, few of them. Yeah. yeah, I had the Z Tens at thirty and a little the QWERTY one, the Q Ten for love a little that. bit. Yeah, that was a brilliant little phone. That was brilliant, but uh, got you know, stopped being supported by BlackBerry. I, I think a lot of the gestures and things that come from that you know, have been implemented on you know the latest iphone yeah well a lot of the operating system a lot of the gestures on that i think were kind of copied from well originally the palm pre i think which is back really going back into the mid 2000s and then of course the mimo and migo nokia n9 and so they all had the gesture based os but yeah the palm pre do you remember that yeah i have one of those yeah are you in the notes you put palm pre plus is that a separate model it's just like um, they've done a Palm Pre, Palm Pre Plus, then a 2, then he went to the Pre 3, which was okay, a wow. HP phone. But, yeah, I had the Pre Plus. It was 
that one come with uh, a wireless charging back yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Have you had to play with um, any of the Unihertz uh, QWERTY devices? No, I haven't, no. The, the, uh, I've, I've been playing with one this week. The uh, Unihertz Titan Pocket, <laughs> which is the small <laughs> version of the Unihertz Titan. And actually, um, it's quite interesting to see how they've implemented that in relation to BlackBerry, you were saying. Yeah. It's a shame that you haven't had a play with one of those. No, no. I've seen, obviously, pictures of them, but never tried one right. in the flesh. Okay. Mm. So given that but, most of your phones you've listed, and we'll come to uh, perhaps slightly more modern devices, they're, they're all touchscreen these days. But if, if mm. there was a really good thumb-based QWERTY keyboard device like the Q10 with a modern chipset, modern software, would you would you would you be attracted or are you fully converted to touch input now? Uh, I'd probably have to stick with the full screen. It's just because it's it's a you know it does everything as a you know, it's your computer, it's your you can watch media YouTube yeah. on it, video, media, you you got your all your music collection on it. It's you know it's everything. I know you do that with a quite a keyboard, but yeah. yeah, I think I'm converted now, but probably a few years ago you could I would have been swung the other way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. In the notes you've written that you, despite you just saying you don't like Samsung much, uh, you did have a, a few Samsungs yeah, in your time? I did, yeah. I tried a few. I, I currently have one as my work phone. Uh, I think it's a A53. Yeah, yeah. It's just a... Good good phone. It's it's okay, yeah. I've, I can't stand the fingerprint sensor on it. The, the in-screen one, it's, uh, it's a pet peeve of mine. You Two or three times every time to, to make it work. Whereas... You know, when I've had like a Pixel phone with a little capacitive sensor on the back, it's first yeah. time every time. Yeah, here, 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 here. Talking yeah, of Pixels. All the gestures as well. <laughs> Talking of Pixels, you've had a few of those. Yeah, yeah. The original Pixel 2, Pixel 3. I had a Pixel 4 for about a week on contract, but I wasn't particularly enamored with that, so I returned that, to be fair. It was on an upgrade at the time, so I, I can think, I think I went on to something like probably the Xperia, the Xperia phones from that. Yeah, you've you written the show notes, you've got the 5 Mark 1. Was that the one, Ted, without that? That was the one that dropped the headphone jack and then they brought it back for the next one, if yeah. I remember right. that's right. No, yeah, the Mark, no, the Mark 1 had it and the Mark 2, no, no, yes, I think you're right. The Mark 1 arrived without <laughs> it and the Mark 2 added it in. Yes, there wasn't one right. before that, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't have the 120 hertz screen either. It was the very first... It yeah, yeah. Okay, phone. Was... They were learning. Yeah, but, yeah. But rather than carry on with Sony's, you you made a switch. I'm guessing this is about 2020, 2019. You made the yeah. switch back to iOS. Tell us about what prompted that and where you went. Um, I just a bit of disillusion with Android at the time. I just I, most of my family are on on iPhones, you know, and it is easier to have, especially my daughter. She has an iPhone, yeah. and it's easier to have have ones you can use the find me thing all the time with her she, she has quite <laughs> a long walk to school every day and back when she's a little few years younger it was very helpful for that but yeah, yeah I, I got it and i wouldn't look back face id is amazing just seamless the way you can just yeah be browsing the internet come to a website once your password and i you know just look at it and say you're in it's brilliant yeah. really really good yeah and um, so you started on the iphone 11 then in terms of hardware yeah went to the 11 and a couple of years later went to the 13 pro which is what i'm using now at the moment and uh, buying a new iphone every two years does sound about the right sort of cadence really so i guess yeah. you, you'll skip you skip the 14 series and you'll be looking ahead to the 15 
definitely the 15 yeah I, i'm thinking of going um because i'm a bit like yourself the 120 hertz screen is a hard to see i, I think I, <laughs> I think i can see it sometimes but only occasionally only um, if you squint <laughs> yeah you've got it on the right light right angle <laughs> um i probably i'm tempted with the 15 plus i'm thinking when the upgrade is due later yeah. this year hopefully a bit yeah. bigger screen my eyes are definitely not what what they were yeah, a few yeah. years ago uh, as, so, you, yeah. as you said, with the um, the, the, the small QWERTY-based devices, what, it, although there's the whole input, you prefer hardware input or software, that, you're quite right. It's also having a physical QWERTY keyboard does mean the screen is limited. And as our eyes get older, having a, a 6-inch or 6.5-inch screen to to view media and YouTube and Netflix and even browse social media, it's just wonderful to have all that screen real estate. Definitely, yeah, definitely. The, and the speakers on the iPhone are, are amazing the size of the, the device it's quite immersive and yeah especially if you've got some headphones or whatnot it's uh we quite like you say curl up in a corner and fade away and waste a few hours watching yeah. netflix facebook not facebook youtube <laughs> or you know, facebook no 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 facebook <laughs> i just wish ted was closer to an apple store or, or closer to someone who had a modern iphone because i, I still you've never actually heard ted the speakers on a modern iPhone no, with all no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm not no, trying to convert no. you. I'm just trying to demonstrate the speakers. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I've got lots of Bluetooth speakers here, which are much better than <laughs> any phone in existence. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> the, the whole, you know, the whole, and the same thing is true of cameras as well, which we haven't got to yet um, with Simon. But, you know, when you compare anything really with a phone, it's always, they're just always a compromise, aren't they? However good your speakers are on your phone, you go and buy a £10 Bluetooth speaker and it's going to be better. I, I'm all for convergence, absolutely. But you've got to kind of wake up and smell the coffee at some point. Yeah, I'm never far from my Marshall and my Tron Smart Bluetooth speakers. I, I, too, I do agree mm. with you, Ted. It's just that yeah. if, if I am caught somewhere or in a room where without my speakers, I'd like to have a bit of quality and a bit of luxury. Yeah, 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 yeah I get that. Yeah. Um, int- interestingly, Simon, um, I'm gathering from the fact that you're recording this. This this call is coming via your iPad rather than the <laughs> laptop or desktop. You are you, 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 The iPad is your computer, so how do you make that It is, yeah. I've, I do have an iMac here, but it's a bit past its uh, it's yeah. prime i upgraded the hard drive to an ssd i think you've done some yeah, the same yeah yeah back yeah. in the day but i think it's just the it's uh i think it's a 2016 17 model it's starting to yeah. really show its age now but yeah. i've got a little ipad mini 6 it's yeah. an amazing device brilliant and you, be powerful. and you've got a keyboard and mouse for it yeah yeah a little logitech keyboard and mouse which makes it like a pseudo mini micro laptop if you want to call it um Bang away a few emails or whatnot. It's really, really good. And um, the, the, the iPad minis, you can you still plug in a in the, with the modern iPad OS. You can plug in USB memory sticks, can't you, and read them? Yeah, it's USB C. Yeah, yeah. Ah, very I, I've got a little um, a little adapter, an SD card to go in the, the bottom of it. It's really yeah, handy, especially yeah. from a if you want to plug in from your digital camera and view photos and whatnot. It's yeah, really, yeah. really if, good. And if you do go for the iPhone 15 Pro series, certainly the next year, you may well get USB-C on the, the iPhone as well. Oh, well, I'm hoping for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really, you never know with Apple though, do you, to be fair? They, I think they get kickback for every lightning cable they, they sell, I don't know, or a patent on it. But I'm all for USB-C. Talk, yeah, talking of uh, Apple connections, dongles, lightning, etc. 
Uh, you've got some comments about Apple's USB-C headphone dongle, which I, I've got that. I've also got the Lightning version, but you've, yeah. you've noticed a difference. I've noticed it quite a bit. I've Obviously, my iPhone's Lightning and the iPad's USB-C. I've got both the official Apple adapters, and the the USB-C one's got, well, I would say, 10 to 15% more volume output compared to the iPhone. I don't know if it's just internals or, or yeah. what, but... I think the DAC inside this little adapter is a little bit more efficient. Definitely. Yeah, they're both pretty good. I mean, I, I've got lots of the Lightning ones because I keep losing them, as I've described recently. Yeah, I've got about, it's easy done. Yeah, I've got about eight of them, and there's only one on my desk now, so seven of them are scattered around the house somewhere <laughs> being used by someone or in someone's drawer. I have got the USB-C one. I bought it as part of my big USB-C dongle test a while back on the All About sites. Um, the highest one was by far and away the, the best, but I don't think you can buy that anymore. But the Samsung no. one was pretty good. And as you say, the Apple one was pretty good. So the big manufacturers are not using cheap components. No, definitely. You, uh, I've still got my Pixel adapter. That I, th- I think the um, standard on it, it, it would the adapter would never work in my Sony phone. You'd have to use the original one, which was, I think, analog rather than digital or whatever, whatever settings they use for it. But yeah, I've I've been eyeing up the uh, Fio Jade Audio one. I yeah, the, yeah, tempted to pull the trigger with that. It looks quite good. You can get it for USB C. Yeah, these are or, quite bulky, um, though, aren't they? They're not they're not yeah, sort of in line. Yeah, no, but it's proper DAC and decent yeah. amplifier built in. Yeah, if you want to see more, uh, anyone wants to hear more about um, uh, Type C DACs, then Gavin Fabianilamond, our good friend yeah. over on his channel, he's done some YouTube video reviews of many of these DACs. So do go and check that Definitely. out. Do you not find that Bluetooth is just taking over, though, Simon? That it's it's all very well to be kind of talking about these dongles and jacks and blah de blah de blah, but actually, you just turn your Bluetooth on and it's phenomenally it, good it sounding. It's, it's well really sounding. convenient as well. I, I've got a little yeah. pair of Sony Link Bud S, the little mm-hmm. in-ear ones. They're yep. noise cancelling, brilliant. Mm. If you plug in your dongle and a decent pair of headphones, the quality is night and day. I think in sound quality especially well even, even above bluetooth yeah right yeah definitely we, we were talking about this on the last show or the show before about the sony experience and how actually um sony's um very good output in terms of audio through the five 3.5 millimeter now that bluetooth is getting so good um it, it's kind of paling in it paling up you know um reducing in terms of its appeal i use the little um Bluetooth headphones you know, for convenience, especially if you want to go out for a walk or if I get a chance to use them at work, I do. <laughs> but if you want to sit down and listen to music, I, I, it's, it's always yeah. a cabled headset for me. Okay. Yeah, every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I do agree. Although, although I agree with you, Ted, the Bluetooth quality is now excellent. I use my Marshall Major 4s all the time when out and about. If I was literally sitting in a quiet house, sat down at rest, and I wanted the maximum audio quality, I think I would still plug in mm. and use wires. I think it just adds an extra 10%. I just got, I just got so annoyed with dragging cables everywhere. Um, well, just move around. A couple of, <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I, was, I, I remember I reported that I, I had I, I'd gone to the kitchen and I'd completely forgotten, and this the, it dragged the phone off of the table onto the floor. Mm. Fortunately, it was carpeted. It's all right, but... 
you've got to think and then put the phone in your pocket or something to move around and bluetooth is just so simple you don't yeah. have to think about it on top of which the audio quality is really really good um yeah i i think it's a no-brainer frankly um i, I disagree with everyone i'm, I'm going <laughs> the other way on this <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's their own isn't it simon you've been <laughs> eyeing up apparently and rather envious of ted's motorola edge 30 neo though yeah definitely i've i've my only android device i've got left is a very old sony xperia 2 xz2 premium Back in the day, was a mm. you know, flagship from a nice. few years, yeah. three or four years ago, which is the only way I can really use Android. But I, st- I still want to itch that Android, you know, scratch the itch, and the Neo. That was, looks the first, in- that was the first one that they had with the working great 4K screen, was it? Yeah, it's got a 4K yeah. screen, LCD. Yeah. Um, I think it's <laughs> five point eight. It, it still holds up today. It's, the screen is good. I know it's not an AMOLED, but it's for LCD. It- it's I remember when it came out and everyone was saying that the battery drains in five minutes, but it was a, a at the time really big device. And everyone it is was, big, yeah. It's yeah, still yeah, a sixteen yeah. by nine aspect, which is not true of the Edge Thirty Neo. No, no. <laughs> uh, it's I've you know I've eyed it a few times. I've had it in the basket a few times on Amazon, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone for it yet. I've, I'm, mm. I think I'd like I've, my Pixel experience from a few years back was was good, and I I do like the clean vanilla. Yeah interface yeah. you get with them not i'm saying motorola's far from that i've had a few motorola's back so i can't yeah. OX and whatnot uh-huh and sony's not far from that either so. no sony's good yeah talking of the edge 30 neo ted i gather it's still been your device of choice this week well yes and no we're um dancing the dance i think between <laughs> the ultra the, the thing is about the ultra is that as you know steve the edge when 30 pit- ultra yeah yeah, when the H30 Ultra. The thing is about that is that, um, as you know, when it's a PR loan, I can't hold 100% let myself loose on it and really want <laughs> to use it full time in case it gets recalled any minute. But um, so I've been kind of dancing the dance between the Neo and the Ultra. Um, the Neo is just great for pocket, bedside, one-handed use, whatever. And the the Ultra is great for any kind of greater heavy lifting stuff like hdmi out in my case for example um and a bigger screen for content consumption the screen with its curves around the edges is really nice um and once again i've been testing the you know the two against each other and i'm amazed you know going back to what simon was saying that the neo is actually it beats the ultra not by much but in a couple of areas for example with the speakers that we spoke about earlier um it the neo just sounds a bit better to me i think um and also the macro uh, facility on the camera which it, i can get closer with the neo um and it, and i have looked at the photographs and so have you steve and you know they're pretty much the same so the closer the better in my case um so yeah that's what i've been doing this week and i also um did my eventually i did my clash of the ultras thing ah. in which i posted on my blog link in the show notes to that where i put the galaxy s21 ultra up against the edge 30 ultra and uh, had some conclusions um which i won't kind of drill through on the show today but you can read all about those dear listener by clicking through um but the yeah the bottom line was that they're, they're very close in so many ways the the, the galaxy is just a because of I, I guess mainly because of the big periscope zoom and if you're into photography then you know you want to have that physical optical zoom and um 
it it makes it a great big lump of a camera of a phone and that's the problem really whereas the the edge 30 ultra is sleek and it's beautifully designed it's much nicer in the hand it's lighter um and it doesn't compromise on battery because the battery in my tests is actually better than the galaxy is even though the galaxy on paper has got a bigger battery the motorola through um the stealth like approach to software the the, the vanilla feel of it as uh, uh, up against the galaxy's um bells and whistles and a million things running in the background all the time because samsung um is so feature rich and and so much stuff they've crammed into it um it, it wins on that one as well um i really like the 200 megapixel camera output i've been forcing that on to um to to you know full resolution uh, i know the file sizes are huge but it's it is really nice um in good light particularly but it also does quite well in darkness as well um anyway i said i wasn't going to drill down but i started drilling down <laughs> link in the show notes to my clash of the ultras and it was very a very interesting ride is the s21 ultra presumably going to head into psc classified so i'm i'm guessing you kind of finish with it now I, I have kind of finished with it while they've got the Edge 30 Ultra. But on the other hand, if they ask for it back at PR, um, I wouldn't mind keeping the S21 Ultra because, you know, but yeah, I haven't decided yet. I could sell it because I have got the Flip 3 as well. But it's nice that the S21 Ultra does the same as the Edge 30 Ultra, which is all the HDMI out cable yeah, um, yeah, stuff yeah. For, for, for content out to the TV and the decks and all of that. Um, so yeah, it's a difficult choice, but for me, I just prefer the Motorola um, user experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now before we head into possibly Duo Land, I have to ask um, Simon. You must have heard us, Ted and I, uh, ranting, raving, and generally chatting about the the dual screen devices, Surface Duo and Duo Two. Have you any thoughts on those before we plow on? No, I have heard you yeah, talking about them. Yeah, I've really. Especially the first generation, the way it folded right back on itself. Really, really like the form factor. Yeah. Not tried one in the in the hand, to be fair. I think I've seen one in a uh, phone shop a few a few months back, but not never used one properly. No, but yeah, I can see the appeal of them, especially when you've got two different things working on different screens. Very, you know, productivity must be amazing on them. Yeah. Speaking of which, Ted, you've been revisiting that as a, a an academic and an enjoyment exercise, I'm guessing. Yeah, kind of independently. I think that you and I, for some reason, kind of about a week ago, decided to kind of revitalise our interest in the duo. Um, and so we did, just in time for it to fall apart and collapse. Um, but <laughs> the, yeah, starting with the folding it closed, I, I really like that. I think I, I'm so, I'm with Simon on that. I, I think I know that your, your say that yours nearly closes flat, but <laughs> it it's not, it's not quite the same. Know, it's I not know. quite the same. You you get that flat on it, back on its side, and it feels so classy. And yeah. using it one hand is one handed is just different. Um, so it's 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 just a very different experience. I was also reassessing the speaker, um, and I I do think that I know it's only a, a mono speaker, but I do think that the tone is very nice. I was playing around with our favourite app, Wavelet, as well, right. which was. Um, really good i mean the speaker's not going to win the awards but it's okay on the desk um listening to casually to stuff and the system sounds funnily enough uh steve are very loud much louder than the media sounds even with really top quality audio files so i'm not quite sure what that's about if they can do it with the the system sounds why can't they 
do it on a music player app. I'm guessing the system sounds have a limited range of frequencies, therefore they don't have to optimise. With the music, music and media, the, the stream of music or the stream of video audio could have all sorts of frequencies and all sorts of dynamics, and they have to just dial it back to allow for peaks, whereas the system sounds are under full control uh, for Microsoft in this case. They, they know exactly what's going to come out, and they can optimise it to be as loud as possible without stressing the speakers. Right. Okay. That's a guess. Um, it's, a, it's a shame. It's a shame that you haven't had the um, the, the original one in the yeah. hand in your hand because you could listen to the sound the same as you were saying to me earlier about the iPhone. You could listen to the sound and compare it. I know it's not stereo and it probably isn't as good as the second generation, but it's. I, I think it's just okay for most people. Okay. okay. For casual listening. I don't like the fact that there's no Google feed on the left, um, but you do get the start panel. Um, I've utilised it as a music app widget panel, mostly, making it like the Samsung smart widget, which is really good. Um, but I don't know, do, do you do you use that smart panel for anything? I will take my Duo 2 off the stand live in real time. <laughs> Authenticate with a capacitive fingerprint scanner on the side. Yay! Backing up what Simon was saying. Go, working down my start panel, I've got the local weather. I've got uh, news stories from Telegraph, Guardian and Sky News. No, thankfully, no outrageous tabloids in there. I've got my upcoming calendar appointments, including this podcast. I've got recent documents I've been accessing, including the show, show notes. Um, I've got my tasks. I've got my notes. It's a really good selection. It's not the Google right. feed, Ted. It's not what you're after, no, no, but it's no. not a bad set of functions. Yeah, yeah, and and having used the Samsung smart widget thingy, which is a they ripped off from Apple and made better in my view, um, with this stacking thing, that start menu panel thingy, I have made it to be half decent, and you can always get to most of that um, Google feed stuff through Google News, which yeah. you know arguably is very similar. Um, anyway. That was good. I, and also, I know that you've been talking about using two social media apps at once. Well, <laughs> I just kind of thought that that was a bit uh, something I wouldn't do, really. But I have been using it. And I had MeWe open on one side and Gmail um, or chat on the other side. Um, and, it, and it was just it worked really well. So, you know, if if you're prepared to use it in that way and, and can see the benefit of, of broad vision of of something on the move, this is what it's all about is having a, a desk type, uh, sorry, a desktop like experience, but on the train, on the move, mm. from your pocket. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? But I do get that. That was a really good example, actually. Uh, having, us, for example, a social network on one side, so you're using me with your Twitter as normal. But on the other screen, you're carrying on a real time live conversation with someone else on an IM system, I, in your R case, yeah. Gmail chat, but it might be Telegram or something else. And without having to keep switching backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, I know you can do sort of windows and split screen on things like the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 4, but the Duo just does that kind of example so well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I'm with you on that. It's just a question of whether you want to have that, a, a device like that. You've got to try and make the most of it. And yeah. this is one of the problems I found with the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra is that you've got this pen, this S Pen, which is all singing and all dancing and note taking and blah blah blah. And I was trying to get to the the nub this week of what 
people that have got the um the the Samsung Galaxy Duo or Duo 2 were doing with the stylus the pen if they bought one now you and I both bought the Renesa Raphael 530 um link in the show notes to that if anyone wants one and and it works absolutely fine it doesn't do quite as much as the Microsoft's own 130 quid job does but this is only about 40 quid this one yeah. um but but what i found was that and i and i found with the um the samsung as well is what after testing it out and playing with it for a while i just wasn't using it i asked them the members of the miwi group um what they were using theirs for and i've got very very few responses it, that most of them um veered off into samsung territory and we're talking about how the s pen works but people using the actual surface duo they weren't using it have you found any decent uses for yours no i'm like most people you've asked um the idea is you get the stylus you think oh this is really cool you you try out you know sketching a picture of a house or a dog or something in the notes app and then you try dragging something from one to the other and and then you try highlighting some text or whatever and that's it that is you've tested it you then put it in the box you don't touch it again for a year <laughs> the one positive here is that a it wasn't didn't cost us too much b it's yeah. type c charging which is a huge benefit in my yeah. in my camp and i'm happy that i've got it just in case i ever do feel the urge but i guess you have to be really artistic or as with samsung the s pen have some amazing productivity software features that can take advantage of it like you, you know you, you select something for optical character recognition that kind of thing yeah, and you don't even have the benefit of Samsung's um, note-taking from outside on it. So at least you, you, if you want to make a quick yeah, note, yeah. you can just fire it up on the outside. Well, you'd have to fold it open, then open the app and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, with you. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. I, it, 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 it's, it's there if people want to make the most of it. And as you say, the ones that we got were fairly cheap. I was also playing with the phone link again, the, the, you know, hooking up my PC with it. And I happened to... Um, while I had it on the go, um, take a phone call. And it was working really well. The audio, the audio was coming through the, the, the PC speakers and I was able to use my PC's microphone and my PC speakers to hear them. Yeah. And I thought to myself, why on earth can they not pass through this audio via the phone link for music, yeah, well, my, it's, my usual rant. Yeah, it is. It's kind of all just software, really. <laughs> There's no technical reason why they couldn't get this working. Yeah. I, they just haven't coded it yet. Microsoft are taking their time. Yeah, I think it's a shame. They ought to get on with it. Yeah, I did have a mad five minutes talking of duos, Ted. Well, I, I put my Surface Duo Two up for sale in the MiWi group. Um, Not again. <laughs> Uh, and I took, but Kevrite style, five minutes later, I picked it up again. And I thought, no, this is great. I'm keeping it. And it went down again. Yeah. But so for five minutes, someone could have bought my Surface Duo 2. I had a whole package ready at 850 quid. I thought, someone, this is a VIP package. But no, I want to keep it all. The, the clinches for me really are watching media in tent mode, which I know you use, or tent mode or laptop mode, or mm -hmm. TV, or even TV programs spanned. 4.3 across both screens for my yeah. ageing eyes to relax more. Now, I've included an example photograph in the show notes for you two to see of uh, watching a, a snooker documentary, Stephen Hendry and Steve Davis. And I think that works really quite well. And you get a really large image for something which is basically a phone fitting in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. And to me, I, uh, I, you and I, I think, are the only two people in the world that are not bothered <laughs> by the, the bar down the middle. Um, because I, you get, I think your brain just gets used to it. Yeah. And it just it kind of 
like you do with a selfie um, uh, punch hole or something, yeah. you, you end up not seeing it. I know it's there, but it doesn't seem... It's odd, isn't it? It's, it's all psychology, I suppose. Yeah, Simon, what do you think of the, that photograph of uh, the, the, the snooker, snooker programme? Yeah, it's good, yeah. I, I think I think you would... That, that crease, you know, the gap in between the two panels, you just fade away over time, and especially if you're engrossed in what you're watching. Yeah, just mm. just occasionally on some content when they've got something dead centre of the frame and you think, right. that's irritating. I can't quite see what they're, they're centred. But usually the, the, the frame is moving around, people are moving around. And as you say, it's like you're watching a scene from behind a, a thin pillar in a, in a theatre or something. If it's yeah. someone's face, if it's that's the only time that I've yeah. kind of... It, this is going down through one of their eyes or through their nose. You mm. then start to think, yeah, that's a bit daft, really. Um, but anyway, anyone buying the Surface Duo 3 won't have that problem, will they? <laughs> yeah, the, the room of Duo 3 <laughs> is a single flexible screen. Boo hiss, I think that's just copying the crowd. I'd rather I'd rather have two Gorilla Glass Victus displays properly protected and also not only protected when they're open because they're much harder, they're glass <laughs> rather than flexible plastic. But then normally you have the phone folded closed, which means it's protected by the outside as well. So you've got complete protection. I just think the Duo concept is far better, ultimately, than having a fragile folding screen. Uh, we haven't asked you, Simon, yet. What's your thoughts on folding flexible versus uh, fixed? I think, yeah, it's still in its infancy at the moment, but it's definitely you know, showing promise. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would like anything I could damage my fingernail by accident one day. Um, the glass screens, you yeah. I think they could you know, work on the gap between the two panels, like on the Surface 2, two there, and yeah. a little bit of tweaking could make it a little... But yeah, I I I would have glass, even though I've not had either in hand. But I've seen plenty of those Jerry Rig everything programs where he does some horrific things to phones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the gap has to be so big though, it, because it, it is broad, isn't it? Mm. If you think that these Microsoft engineers could make it so that when you open it up, there's maybe a line, but not a great big fat I suppose line. If the, if the curve of the screen was more shallow, maybe in the, yeah. in the uh, yeah, different the, hinge mechanism, but the, it falls back on itself for that one, doesn't it? So. Yeah, the, the gap itself at the moment is about a millimetre of, of clear space. And I guess you yeah. need that some margin of error. Otherwise, there's to- tolerances in, in map construction might mean that the, the two glass panels would physically bind against each other. But yeah. I agree, they could improve the curvature of the screen so that the display fitted right up to that air gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, hmm. I'm convinced hmm. the Surface Duo range would have done far better if Microsoft had actually marketed it ever or told anyone about it. The, the concept, you know, <laughs> of the protection and the various hinge modes and the productivity features, there's so many advantages over things like the Galaxy Z Fold series. And yet 99% of phone users will have heard of the Samsung. They'll have seen it advertised, plastered everywhere, and they'll never have heard of the Duo range. And I think that's a crying shame. Hmm. It is. It is indeed. And some of the things it does really nicely, for example, I'll link in the show notes to um, a story about material you seeming um, based on Android coming to the Chromebook. And if you look at some of the visuals on that, a lot of it is it looks very much like what Microsoft have done. For example, thick bars for um, the volume and the brightness which is not a kind of stock Android feature, but Microsoft have done it. And it looks like Material U is bringing that um, forward, certainly for Chromebooks. It's, a, it's an interesting way forward. It'd be interesting to see what they do 
with Android, Microsoft, when they move away from their two panels and 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 yeah. presumably make it better for everyone, or you know, more like a even though it's not glass screens, make it more like the the, the Galaxy experience, I suppose. It will be interesting, but I think they're up against it if they're taking on Samsung. I think that's the giant. They, they had a nice little niche yeah. going with the Duo range, and I think they may be losing their niche. Um, moving back to something relevant, more relevant to iOS and iPhone, Simon. I, now, your 13 Pro, like my 14 Pro Max and my 12 Pro Max before it, they all have MagSafe, this wonderful circular ring of magnets on the back. Do, I use this a lot, but do you? What's your, what's your MagSafe experience? I don't use it at all now, but oh, yes, ruining my points here. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've eyed up the car mount before, just to have the single disc, just to tap the phone to. But no, I've my my current case doesn't have MagSafe in it. But um, no, I I'll be afraid if I had the wallet attachment on the back of it, it'd fall oh, out yeah. my pocket. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, especially if they've opened it up to I think letting Android phones use that now, aren't they? The the magnets and the yeah, yeah, Chi yeah. Chi Ch- Wireless version two uh, includes yeah. the magnets. Yeah, and, and if you look in the show notes, Simon, I've put in some photos there. I've been reviewing the Shift Cam Snap. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was, that's right up my alley. I love yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. They it's... do a whole range of accessories, and lights and selfie sticks. Not that I'm into that, but a grip. Yeah, yeah and they it's can like all the they, can, the... they can all be magnetically stacked together and used at the same time as well. Really clever. Yeah. Yeah, really clever. Yeah, so basically, this uh, I'll, put, I'll put a link in the show notes to my review of the ShiftCam Snap Grip. It's £70, Ted, on Amazon UK, our favourite site. Um, it's a really well-constructed gadget. It's, it's well-made. It is plastic, but it's tough plastic. You've got texture where your fingers wrap round as if you were converting your smartphone to be a DSLR. You get a proper DSLR shape, shutter key. Now, it's not a half-press. It's not a gradual shutter button as you will get on a proper camera but it's, it's it's in the right position and it would feel at home as if you had a proper camera does and this would will work as it comes with a magsafe compatible adapter for android phones so in theory in theory if you wanted your dslr experience ted salmon on a moto edge 30 neo you could just snap this to the back of it and you'd have you convert your phone into a, a camera-like experience no you can't and you know why you know why don't you you've got no aperture control Oh, I, you I and thought, your blessed apertures. I thought it was, I thought it was coming in, with the <laughs> rollout of some of these one-inch sensor phones, but no, there's still no aperture control. One question for you, Steve, is – two questions, actually. Is um, It seems like if you've got a, an, a, a, um, an Android device, you've got to stick a sticker on the back of the device, um, which firstly will ruin the back of the device probably, um, but secondly – I wonder how sticky it is, and I wonder how likely it is that it's going to fall off. And my other question is, what's that second button next to the shutter button? A little small one. Yeah, the yes. small one is the, the control of the Qi charging. So it, it, it built into this snap grip is a, a 3,000 or so milliamp hour power bank, and you can, you right. can you yeah. press the button. That turns the power bank, and it feeds charge to the phone while you're using it so that while you're taking your 100 photographs and indulging your creativity, it's not draining the phone's battery at all. Which I think well, you, you press that button and it turns on the, the exchange. It, t- yeah, it turns on the cheap right. charging. And then if you right. press it twice, it turns off. It's really well done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's sufficiently small that you don't do it by accident because the main shutter button is so big. Okay. Um, and, and, my, and my other question? The other question, it, 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 I can answer that by asking you to send me 
<laughs> the RPR Samsung Galaxy S20 FE because I'm going to try it on that. Mm, Whether I yeah. do it on the phone itself, which is unlikely, more likely I'll put it on a thin TPU. I don't know whether you're sending one of those across, but um, yeah, yeah. Th- this should work pretty well on that. And, and I wanted to try it on an Android phone that actually had Qi charging so I could indul- indulge myself in not only using it, like quote, like a DSLR, but also having the full benefit of the power bank and the Qi charging. My other Android phones here, now that the pixels have gone back to PR, my, they're all um, Qi-less apart from, apart from the Sony, and the Sony doesn't need a shutter adapter because it's got its own shutter button and its own software. <laughs> But the Samsung, I think it would work really well with. That's why I'm asking you to send that over, and I shall report back next week. You could still try it on the. You you've still got the PR um, One Mark Four, haven't you? The Sony Xperia One Mark Four. Yeah. Yes, I have, but but and it works fine. I've tested it, but without sticking. I didn't want to stick it to anything because oh, okay. I ruined right. my chances with whatever you're sending over. But I, I proved okay. the point. It does work. It does activate the shutter, etc., and it does charge. So in theory, mm. this should all be good to go for a. DSLR-like experience with the snap grip with Samsung, and I'll report back next week. Okay, and what about um, having to... I know you, in your blog post you did cover this, but just to cover it here, what about knowing where your Qi charging thing is so you know where to put it? That is up to each individual person to, to work out by trial and error roughly where the centre of the Qi call in their phone is. And the only way I guess you could do that is put it on a circular Qi pad and move the phone around, note where the t- charging stops, and then you can, by process of elimination, work out the centre and then mark it, I don't know, with a pencil or something, yeah. and then put the sticker on <laughs> over that centre point. I mean, it's not incredibly critical, but the, the more accurately right. you get the centre, the more efficient the charging will be. Oh, it'd be really interesting to see. And it's only, I, mean, I know it's 70 quid, but it, it feels as though it should probably be more than that. Um, I think, wasn't the, the Lumia one more than that? The Lumia one was fifty pounds for cheaper, but that was fifty pounds oh, okay. in twenty thirteen money, which is probably yeah, worth yeah. an awful lot yeah. more than seventy yeah. pounds in twenty twenty three. It's a really nice, neat idea, though. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I say I report back on a, in the Samsung world, which is Android, which will appeal to you mm. a bit more than uh, iPhone. But it does yeah. work really well with the iPhone fourteen Pro Max. I know your iPhone is smaller, Simon, but this still claims to fit it perfectly without fouling the camera island. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, look, it looks it looks brilliant. Yeah. I've, uh... I've been. Re- I've read everything about it. Yeah. Again, I've got it on in in my basket on Amazon at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're going to use it with the fo- a case on the phone, in my case, I've got a, a TPU case. It has to be a TPU case which actually has an, its own ring of magnets, which yeah. passes through the magnetic fields. I use the Ring Key Fusion, which I've mentioned numerous times. It's only about seven pounds. No, it's, no, that's the non MagSafe. The MagSafe version is about seventeen pounds, but it's worth every penny, and it means I can use my iPhone cased iPhone with MagSafe on the MagSafe cheap pads, and again with the accessories here. So that's highly recommended. Maybe, Ted, you can link to the Rinky Fusion for the iPhones in the show notes as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I shall be interested to see how this works, and um, particularly with a Samsung device, because I don't quite, at the moment, it, uh, visualise it. Yeah, yeah, I, shall, yeah. I shall look forward to your coverage. Yeah, the adapter, the, the, the MagSafe sticker ring is quite thin. It doesn't really foul the back of the phone in any meaningful way, so I, I think you will be pleased. And how sticky it is. Yeah, and well, also whether you can, in, in theory, in a year's time, remove it and stick it again to yeah, something else, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Anyway, watch this space. Uh, moving on, we do have our regular feature, uh, featured photo of the week. Ted, you've picked something that's uh, very bleak. 
Very wintry and moody and misty, but a landscape. I know how you like your landscapes. This is Solitude by Chad Dixon, which he shot with a Samsung Galaxy S20 FE and edited in Snapseed. Just um, a nice picture of a park or something, I guess, with a tree on one side. The composition worked really well. The rolling hill um, with a person and a seat under the tree worked really well in a kind of Windows screensaver type way. <laughs> um, but it's also about the mist-laden kind of layered effect of the clarity and focus moving in and out and the foreground is still in focus to a large degree. Um, restrained colours because of that they all they've all become pastely because of the uh, of the mist i guess and yeah. it just works really well and it tells a little story about this guy walking up the hill towards the, the bench uh, the seat under the tree to have a his nice flask of coffee um very nice atmosphere so good shot i like it chad uh can you see that simon yeah it's a lovely photo isn't it I, my my cup of tea is i, I love a landscape photo but tree in the contrast is lovely. Really, mm. really nice photo. It does tell yeah. a story. Ted. It tells the story of the man who walked all that way in the mist. He gets to the bench, takes out his cup of tea and realises he's forgotten his sandwiches, which he left at home. <laughs> and he goes hungry. <laughs> That's the story. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I love the photograph. I love the framing. It's picturesque, but it does make me want to look forward to the actual spring, an actual summer, an actual <laughs> sun in the UK. I've seen the sun for about an hour in the last two months and I'm fed up. Well, Moved to I, North I, Wales. I, I'm the opposite. It's, I, I just <laughs> love that. I, I love images like this because they, yeah. they're just, you, if you, if you taken this exact same photograph in a bright sunny day, all right, you might have had the blue sky and it could, it would have changed it so drastically. It wouldn't have had this kind of eerie atmosphere thing going on. It would have just been a very, very different photograph just because of the light levels. So there. Yeah, I do like the layers. The layers in the mist, I think, they help make it. And, and the way yeah, that yeah. The, the trees vanish into the distance because of the yeah, mist. Yeah. Yeah. On Also on Me, we are wonderful uh, social network, as it were. We have a group, PSC Classifieds. People can bag a bargain, buy, sell, swap. And, Ted, is there much this week? I think you've got just one, cap, one chap selling things. There's a few things, yeah. Um, before I go to that, I'll just go to the OPPO bundle, um, which someone's selling. The OPPO Find X5 plus an OPPO Pad Air tablet, which is a nice device in itself, 450 quid for the lot. So that sounds quite nice. Um, and also, my old phone is there, the Sony Xperia 5 Mark II. Hooray. With three cases, <laughs> 200 quid. So that's a, a bargain wow. for someone to be had. But, yeah, lastly, Mark McCannany is um, selling some of his stuff off, and I'll highlight that for Mark. Um, he's a supporter of the show and of me, so thank you for the, the coffee contributions, Mark. Um, Samsung S22 Black, um, 128 gigabytes, mint condition with box and contents, official black leather case, 450 quid. There's a, uh, sorry, a Pixel 7 Pro in white, 128 gigabytes, sealed box, 666 quid, because he was feeling devilish. <laughs> um, a Sony Xperia 1 Mark IV in uh, black, 256 gigabytes, open to offers and or trades. I think we might have mentioned that last week, actually. Mint condition with case. So no price on that, but he's open to offers and trades. So have a word with Mark in the MeWe group if um, you're interested in any of those. Um, Simon, someone else's money? What do you fancy? <sighs> Probably the Sony Xperia 1 Mark IV. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I'm big lover of Sony products in general, but yeah, like like to go back, dip my toe and try one of those. You can't buy it. You've got to trade it. 
All oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll want my old Xperia <laughs> Premium Mark II. <laughs> no. Oh, well. Obviously, if it's someone else's money, then possibly the, the, the Pixel 7 Pro back, Ted. But if it was my money, of course, I'd go for that Sony Xperia 5 Mark II. 200 quid for that fabulous little yeah. flagship powerhouse. I know it's marginally out of support now, but that's going to keep going for a couple of years, at least in terms of real yeah. world. It's got a fabulous screen, really good camera, superb speakers, dynamic vibration, all the gadgets apart from Qi charging. 200 quid. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. I do agree with you. Um, I do also have a soft spot for Oppo, though. I do like the Oppo stuff, and I, I, I've grown to like Color OS as well, um, uh, surprisingly. So I, th- I think that, that that little bundle with the tablet and the X, the Find X5, is something that I would go for if I was looking for something at the moment. So anyway, there you go. MeWe PSC Classifiers Group is where you'll find all that stuff going on, and the MeWe um uh, uh a PSC photos group is where you'll find all the photos photo, photographic stuff going on at the moment there's a vote going on for the um the the photo of the month for january 2023 so do head across there and vote if you haven't done done so already we hope to see you over there very good uh well we're kind of at the end given that there are no uh, by the way no ads on PSN that we keep going all year and there are no seasons no messing around with patron or tears if you'd like to support phone show chat and our various scribblings on our various blogs then and also to ted's uh, administration of the miwi groups and curation do see that the thanks links there's my paypal ted's paypal etc etc in the show notes at stevelitchfield.com do please use those that be gratefully accepted and appreciated it won't all round, won't it ted it certainly will and um yeah yeah the 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 coffee pot money trickles in your beer pot money trickles in um you might think that you're only giving two pound fifty or whatever, but actually that that all helps. And if yeah. enough people if enough people do the price of a copy, then it all mounts up. So thank you for that. Um, Podhub UK is where you'll find links to all the stuff we talk about in the MeWe groups and on our other audio podcasts. There's a um, projector room coming up this week, and there's also a whatever works which rolled out just this weekend. So do do go and check those out. But yeah, links in the show notes to all of those. Thank you very much for coming on, Simon. Any last words from you? No, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, uh, well, you can find us, say, stevelitchfield.com for all the links you need. Thank you very much for listening. A cheery goodbye from my two co-hosts. Goodbye. Bye. We'll catch you next week on Phone Show Chat. Bye.